0: Christmas is all about two people. Well, actually, one, but two. Two but one? You get the idea. We'll talk about it this week here on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Mysterious to say the least, confusing to many, the God-man. Fully God as if he weren't man, fully man as if he weren't God, the Lord Jesus. This week we celebrate his birth, and here on Truth For Today we'll do so beholding first and foremost his deity. You see, there's a reason Jesus came as a man and as God, and we'll discuss that all week this week. With today's broadcast of Truth for Today, here's our teacher and pastor, Phil Howard, and a message called Behold His Deity. Who was born in Bethlehem? That's what we want to look at.
1: And uh, I was looking through my notes. I've tried to preach on this passage every Christmas I can because the other Gospels, Matthew and Luke, give genealogies. Matthew ch- traces the genealogy to show Jesus is the son of David, the rightful king of Israel. So, basically the genealogy of a king. Luke comes along with the perfect humanity. There was a problem in the Davidic line. And that was that in, the, in Jeremiah, in the days of Jeconiah, God said, Nobody from your line shall ever sit on the throne of David. And he was a Davidic king, a Davidic heir. So we got a problem. How can Jesus ever sit on the throne when the family tree is under a curse? Well, Mary happened to be on the side of the family that was free from that curse. So what did God do? He said, we'll eliminate the male contribution to this king. And God himself will produce that counterpart and create a real pregnancy and a real daughter Related all the way back to David, without the family curse, now what we want to do is we want to know who, who was born in Bethlehem, because as the survey says, most people think Jesus was created uh, in the fourth century. A man by the name of Arius started the heresy that he had a beginning in time, and then he, and so sometimes you can think Bethlehem is where Jesus began. Now, John starts his gospel, no genealogy, because when you're talking about God, he doesn't need a genealogy. And he's going to give us 10 markers to identify who was born in Bethlehem. Do you ever take notes? Do you? I, we, we hand out sheets. You, you won't remember all of this, and it's too good to forget. You need to learn to take notes. Because impressions are soon wore off. You want to know this and explain it to your children and your grandchildren. You know what? I mean, you, uh, you know all the uh, fairy tales. You know about St. Nick, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You've been telling that lie for centuries. But, but the truth, we need to be able to tell, right? Okay. Cole, I going to see your notes after the meeting. See how many notes you take. Oh, young people, you can take notes. You just use a piece of writing they call it usually a pencil a pen or if you're good, do it you I, I don't care, but do you ever go to church to learn or is church a mindless event for you? You can't worship a God you don't know, and you don't know any more about God than you know about his word because we don't invent him he's revealed himself let's look. He came to his own hometown, is the idea. And his own people, primarily Israel, did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. That's quite a statement. The only God. It's a word monogenes The one of a kind. The French translated the unique God. Who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. You cannot know God apart from Jesus Christ. He's the revealer. Ten things you need to know about who was born at Bethlehem. So we can just find the babe is an eternal being. Look at this. In the beginning was the word. John gives him this title. We'll look at it further. But the idea is it says this way. In the beginning was already existing the word. That's what he's saying. Because the was is an imperfect tense. Means past action. Ongoing. Ongoing action. He was being already when everything began. Before anything began, he was being. So, before anything ever existed... This one called the word. Here in John's prologue. This one says. I am before everything began. Therefore. I'm an eternal being. So. The babe born in Bethlehem. The humanity began there. But not the person. The person has always existed. All the way back. So he's an eternal being. Two. The babe is given the title of the word. In the beginning was the word. That's interesting. He's talking about a person, but he gives him the title, the word. This was a buzzword in philosophy. Philo, uh, Athens. uh, Greek philosophy was always debating, even in commentaries on the Bible. You could read page after page discussing What is this logos? Let me try to simplify it. Logos is simply the Greek word for word. They had another word, haremah, but it was an utterance. But this one was logic, the full expression. So what he's saying is, this one designated the word. What do words do for you? They express what's in your heart, what's on your mind. And I would never really know your heart or mine unless you let me in by way of how words people who are introspective or people who are introverts are very hard to know. You find that true they 're hard to know because basically they don 't want you to know they 're private they you know they 're they're private. That's okay. I don't want you to know. I, I, I want to know everything. When, I'm out, when I meet people, wherever you're born, where you grow up, how much money you make, what's your social security number. I want to know you. Tell me about you. Carolyn just walks in. Why? I don't want to know all that. It's none of my business and I'm not telling them anything I don't want them to know. I'm saying... You need to loosen up. You need to be a people person. I don't want to. I'm right here. And she does fine. If God, God had talked, quit talking to the human race for 400 years. From Malachi to Matthew, God went quiet. You sin, you've gone away from me. I've warned you through the prophets. I've talked. I've sent prophets. You've killed them. I've sent prophets. You've heard them. On and on. And he says, I'm through talking. After 400 years, we hear God crying in a manger, in a baby. And God is saying, I got something to say. And what I've got to say, I'm going to say it in this babe. And Hebrews says, God has spoken various ways and various manners in times past. But in these last days, he has spoken to us in a son. God talks to us. He is the expression of the heart and mind of God. This is who the babe is. I'm not sending a prophet. I'm sending my son. And if you remember in Matthew 21, when he told the story of the tenants, he said that the owner loaned it out to different slaves and they managed it but when he sent someone to collect the rent they rose up and killed the messengers finally he said if i send my son they'll pay the rent and quit being so terrible and they take the son and they kill him and they throw him out of the garden out of the vineyard and it says the pharisees says they knew he was talking to them god the son was sent from heaven as god's last messenger and he said The one here in Bethlehem, we call him the expression of God, the Word. He's the Word. Third thing about him, he was in a face-to-face relationship with God. When he said the beginning was the Word and the Word was facing God, the idea is a fellowship of equality, a fellowship of mutual understanding. So he's saying there's an equal footing. There's one who can talk to God as God. The one called the word is facing God. And it's just like co-equal. We can talk. We're on the same level. So, Father, you were back here in the beginning. So was I. Father, you were involved in creation. So was I. Father, you are omniscient. So am I. You are all powerful. So am I. Now what he says. Listen here. And the word. No one. Watch this. And the word was God. God. Wait. Wait. Back here you've got the word facing God. And here you're calling the word God. Which is which? Both. That's two persons being talked about. The one he calls God is who? The Father, God the Father, and the Word we know as God the Son, and He's talking to Him, and Jehovah's Witnesses love to distort this verse because when it was translated, it says, "And the Word was God." It they translated the Word was a God. Watchtower edition, John one one. Now, they can't translate it that way. Yeah. They could put a, a, an A there. But they put a, a small A and a small G. It says he was a God. Because they believe he began. And that he is God. But he was created by the real God, Jehovah. And so he's a spin-off. The Gnostics taught the same kind of thing. But. Let me give you a little grammar lesson here. you got two ways to state something. Greek and English. Anarthrous, articular. If you say articular, just think of a definite article. The, the. If I told you to go find the house, what am I emphasizing? Identity, particular, specific. So the house now it didn't translate this and the word was the God it didn't translate that way because he's not the God he's one of the persons of the Godhead they translated it he is a God but they didn't need to put the A if I told you to go and find me a house uh, which one would that be? Well, how would you know what to look for? You look for something that has the nature, the quality, the makeup of a house, right? Because you're emphasizing character, nature, not a particular one. So he says, the word was God as to his nature and to his quality. He's emphasizing that this one has the quality of being God. Let's keep on. So number one, he's an eternal being. Number two, he's given the title of word. Number three, he's on equal footing with God. Number four, uh, being called he is God. So he just comes out and says that. Now, watch this. I emphasize he's co-eternal. And let's make, uh, well, verse two, notice he was at the beginning with God. Now, when you read God, it'd be good if you'd like who. Okay, if he, the word, was God, who is, who is this one he was with? He was in the beginning with God who? God the Father. Don't read verses that say God. Anybody can talk to you about God. The devil could talk all day about God. There's nothing sacred about God. Unless you talk about the triune God. And then you say, and you hear this all the time. Thank you, Father, for dying for me. Is that true? Well, it doesn't matter, does it? Well, it seemed to matter to them. The son. Or like, hear this. uh, Jesus, I want to talk to you in prayer. And Jesus, if he could talk back, he said... Well, I told you to address the Father. Come on, Jesus. I just want to talk to you. Well, you can. But I told you to say our Father. Well, I just say, Jesus, Lord, 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 Jesus, 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 Jesus. He said, you're not praying the way I taught you. I told you to say Father. Amen. Did he teach us how to pray? Yes. And so when you see a passage, he, the word. Was existing in the beginning with one who was called God, and this person is God the Father. And notice this about this one the babe is the agent of creation, all things were made by him, through him. It's a Greek word that means the agency. He was the agent of all creation. The Father was the source. The Son was the agent by which he created. Colossians 1, 15 through 18 said he created everything. He holds everything together by the word of his power. Uh, he. See, when the Hebrews talked about God, I'm talking about the creator God. We don't talk much about creator. We run to Calvary. We run to redemption language. But maybe we ought to include, I'm talking about the one and only creator. Maybe we've been so brainwashed by science and evolution that we don't think of creation. Oh, that's debatable. It's not if you believe the Bible. Look what it says. This one called the Logos. All things were made through him as the agent. And without him was not anything made that was made. Who created everything that had a beginning? God the Son. God the Word. Now, if I just gave you two paradigms for creation. Our kids going to college. And they're going to be bombarded with the atheistic... uh, non-creator view. Let me tell you, the two broad strokes, two broad strokes, simplified. There's basically two views. There's the non-God view, non-God view, and the God view. Okay? Among evolutionists, there's all kinds of views. There's those that believe Big Bang Theory, some that don't. There's those that believe in the amoeba out of the pond, uh, view way back. There's different views, but the basic tenet is impersonal beginning. In a uh, Phil Johnson that used to teach at Boat Law School in Berkeley, wrote a book talking about Darwin. He said, he basically said, I believe in creative design. There is a designer behind the design. Yeah. And so when he would go out and debate, he wouldn't take on people that were atheists by any logic. He says, does anything that is uh, uh, created and have design, and they'd often use the watch or let's take a computer. uh, Is it right? Is it logical for me to think something intelligent, it seems to me like, made something like this. Mm. Or would I just say, it just happened. Is it? Now it took millions of years, but it happened. Wait, wait, wait. no. I think somebody used to be used to live in Switzerland, but now they live everywhere. Uh, I don't. I don't think you can make a watch or an eye. Is an eye an accidental uh, creation? Rebecca was just playing me on their phone. They've recorded sunflowers, sunflowers. They've recorded them singing to each other. The woman's in her garden. And she's got the equipment to record it. So that. Who in the world can create sunflowers that can sing? (laughs) So we go back impersonal. And so with impersonal beginning. You have to have time. You have to have chance. Chance because there's no design there's no architect you need matter and you need a whole lot of faith guys who wrote a book I'm not smart enough to be an atheist I don't have enough faith because the other model is a creating power a being with intelligence power and ability to make created all that's been created and he didn't need billions of years. He could speak. And things can happen. Yes, and so with him. We've got a, a real creator. All things that began Go back to him. He's intelligent. He's powerful. He can speak into existence. In six days. What evolution takes billions of years. Because of who he is. He's all powerful. And he doesn't, and and aren't you I just saw a Nova documentary here the other night on the planets and a little bit and and, you know the guy just just goes right along thought this happened 3 billion years ago just like that how do you know where did you come up with 3 billion don't tell me about carbon 14 carbon 14 doesn't go past hardly 5,000 years Don't tell me you have a picture of Kodak had been born. Don't tell me about your microscope. All of it is speculation. And what you want to really be sure to eliminate, there's nobody back there. And he said here, all things were made through him because He was in the beginning. Before anything began, I was there. And I made everything that's been made.
0: And this is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard, the ministry of Valley Bible Church, here in Hercules.